back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you are listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. We just got back from our trip to Los Angeles, and we met a Venezuelan gentleman there who told us an incredible story about his cousin who started a burger place in Spain and how it became successful. So what we wanted to do in today's episode is give you a brief overview of that story and end the episode in an analysis of why we think that company ended up being successful and sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, we all are familiar with the issues happening in Venezuela. There's hyperinflation right now. It's been happening for a lot of years, a lack of jobs. People have very little way to make money or to even put food on the table because of the leadership in that country. And all of that means is that People are desperate. But from that desperation, as happens many times in history, come moments of opportunity for some people. When we have our back against the wall, that's when we can be the most entrepreneurial. It's why we did a three-part series on our dad called How to Do What You Love in a Communist Country. One of the main takeaways there was when you are in a regime that creates a lot of constraints, you find ways to be resourceful. Same here. And that's part of the story today. So the friend of ours that we heard this story from grew up in America, but he has a huge family still in Venezuela, and his cousin was studying to be a doctor and decided to escape that regime, do everything he can to leave Venezuela to find opportunities elsewhere. And his ticket for opportunities was medical school in Spain. So he applied, he got into medical school in Madrid, and as he finished medical school and started working toward his residency, he saw an opportunity in an old bar in his neighborhood that was shutting its doors. So the owner of the bar couldn't keep the doors open anymore, and our friend's cousin happened to be in a position at that point where he could afford the rent. Now, he grew up around food, and I think it was always in the back of his mind that he might, at some point in the distant future, start a food business. But here, an opportunity presented itself. It was a high-traffic area. There were a lot of students that lived in that area. And he basically got a place for relatively low rent, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to start a burger-slash-sandwich place. And at this time, this was in 2014, there weren't a lot of burger joints in Spain, let alone Madrid, and he saw an opportunity to create something that the market wanted. Burger places were starting to be popular all over Europe, and he had this location here that was primetime real estate, so he decided to open a burger and sandwich place, but really quickly started focusing on just burgers. He pivoted to just focusing on burgers within the second year. He opened a second location, and within just a couple of years, he had five locations that were all doing well and had venture capitalists knocking down his door, and he didn't know, should I take venture capital money or not? And this is something that we've talked about on this podcast before. For some people, it's the right move. For others, it is not. He then reached out to his uncle, who he knew had experience with this, and his uncle laid it out for him. He said, look, you actually have a really profitable business here. He had been opening up all the locations just from the cash flow of the previous locations that he opened. And you can grow this slowly and successfully and open up a couple locations per year and do really well. Or you can open up 100 locations in the next five years and sell this business for at least $80 million. And he gave him some homework to do if he wanted that second path. The young entrepreneur came back to him a month later having done all the homework and the uncle signed up. And over just the course of less than a year, they were able to grow this business to such a point that they sold it for over a hundred million dollars he still runs this company today okay so let's fill the gaps a little bit here because 
in the short episode, we can't tell you the whole story, but here is what we were able to observe through the long version of the story that we got from our friend. First of all, obviously, the timing of the market was right. In Spain, burger joints were starting to become more popular. It was a food that people wanted to get more access to, and there simply weren't that many restaurants, specifically in Madrid, where he started. And so there's a clear gap in the market that he was filling. Okay, that was number one, market timing. Number two, the community. So he's from Venezuela, and when you come to a different country, I'm making some assumptions here, but I believe this happens specifically in the Latin community a lot, is when you come to another Spanish-speaking country, you obviously immediately feel much closer to the people that are from the similar background to you, right? So the people that are from Venezuela are likely to meet other Venezuelans and make friends with them. Argentina, same thing. Mexico, etc., etc. And so he had immediate access to the Venezuelan community that he was already close to that he could market this business to. So not only immediately when they opened their doors, there was a lot of Venezuelans hanging out there because that's where they felt comfortable, that's where they felt that they had community, but also because of the desperation of what we're talking about, the adversity in Venezuela, people saw this as an opportunity to work for a Venezuelan entrepreneur, and these were people that were the hungriest to prove themselves. So he automatically had a baked-in community of some of the hardest-working people from his own background and culture who wanted to prove themselves in Madrid. So two things here. He had customers right away, and he had hard-working people that wanted to work for him and do a good job. And here's the last thing that contributed to his success. You see, he grew up in Venezuela, and when he was there, like Sergey explained, the country had a lot of hardships. And he had to quickly become very resourceful. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people that were living there had to learn how to be resourceful in order to make ends meet for their families. Of course, he happened to be talented as well. And through that gene of resourcefulness, he became an entrepreneur even in Venezuela. He created his own production company with his sister that he parted on. I think he was just 12 years old initially when he came up with it. And by 16, it was a fully-fledged business, one of the biggest uh, video production companies for events in Caracas. And when he started this burger company, he already had great experience working with his sister, who was a marketing-slash-branding genius. And so he decided to partner with her on this business right away because that's the skill that she had that he did not. And it turned out that thinking about branding from day one was a huge advantage for them. As they expanded to new cities, they would reach out to local influencers in that city, social media influencers, and launch with them way before they even opened up the location. And they actually have one of the biggest followings on social media of any burger company in Europe. They have, I think, 460,000 followers just on Instagram. And the restaurant is called Goiko Grill. Obviously, the last thing that contributed to his success was the fact that when the business was already doing well and it was an opportunity to double down and scale, he didn't even know how to do that necessarily, but he found people, in this case, in his family, his uncle, who helped them figure out how to get to that step of actually being able to scale. So for me, one of the bigger takeaways from this particular episode, aside from the fact that if you're forced to face adversity in your life, then you are more likely to become resourceful and that will help you later on in life as well. It's that in crucial steps during this journey, it took other people that had different know-how, that had different expertise to take the business to the next level. We talked about this all the time. We just did an episode about how to ask for help. And the reason why we talk about this so much is because It's pretty clear through all of these stories that when you partner with the right people, 
you can significantly accelerate the progress of your business or any creative venture that you're working on in ways that were impossible to do just by yourself. The other thing that's really inspiring for me about this story is that, yes, this gentleman, the founder, took somewhat of a safe path, or at least the path that was given to him, which is medicine and the ability to study medicine in another country. So he always had that as a backup, but he kept a pulse on and always kept an eye out for entrepreneurial opportunities that would help him do things on the side that he was actually passionate about. So if you're sitting there listening to this episode and you're in a career, maybe because it's lucrative or because you promised your parents you would do a certain job, you can still keep an eye out and be entrepreneurial and start things on the side like he did. And if one of them blows up like his did, you can then go all in full time and choose to spend your time on that. Nobody says you have to do one thing for the rest of your life. If you found this story motivational in any way and you think a friend might find it motivational as well, it would really mean a lot to us today if you could just share it with one friend that you think might find value in it. It will spread awareness about our show and really we'll just love you forever. Right, Sergey? Oh my God, we'll love you so much. We already belated Valentine's Day. Uh, If you didn't have a Valentine, we are happy to be yours. Not in a weird stalkerish way. Please don't stalk us and we won't stalk you. But we do love you. And thank you for listening and being loyal listeners. And we're excited to bring you another episode this Wednesday. Have a great start to your week.